This is the Studio Alchemy Podcast, episode 97, The Art of Improvisation. Our quote of the day was said by Matisse. You must forget all your theories, all your ideas on the subject. Your own part will be expressed in the emotion awakened in you. Hello, everyone. The purpose of this podcast is to explore creative ways to transform our lives using visualization, manifestation, art making, and self-help techniques. Alchemy was the ancient study of changing materials from one thing into another, and we all do this every day. Every choice you make is transforming our world. On this podcast, we explore ways we can change both our physical and spiritual selves for the better. On this podcast, we hunt for the wise balance between accepting what is and taking empowered action. My name is Addie Hirschton. I am an artist. I sign my paintings with the name Vita. I teach online creativity classes and have written a few books, including The Alchemy of Painting, Developing Your Style and Purpose, and my new book that was recorded for Audible, Start Selling Your Art, A Guide to Starting a Professional Art Business. When this podcast was first started, it was to share just stories about artists and was called the Alchemy of Art Podcast, and now we are the Studio Alchemy Podcast, and I've expanded our topics of discussion to include ways that anyone can harness their creativity in a wide variety of ways, not just artwork. To find out more about my projects, classes, and to sign up for my art newsletter, I invite you to go to my website, studioalchemy.art. And now for our topic of the day, the art of improvisation. So a couple weeks ago, I went over to my buddy Jason Adams' house, and it was his birthday, and they had like you know cooked this big dinner and everything. And um, I'm standing there and in the kitchen, surrounded by all of these comedy improv artists. So Jason Adams is a comedy improv guy. Uh, and I actually interviewed him on this podcast, episode 14. So it was one of the first interviews. Um, and to make conversation, you know, I turned to the guy next to me and I said, okay, so when you go to do your show, like, are you thinking throughout the week, like, oh, uh, you're, you're brainstorming and coming up with ideas by looking at all the things around you and noticing weird things. Like, are you, are you constantly gleaning from your surroundings looking for new ideas. And all of these improv guys were like, no, <laughs> no, you don't get it, Addy. You don't get it at all. And, and Jason Adams was like, okay, let me, let me explain. We do not ever plan our comedy improv in any way, shape, or form. You are not allowed to use your brain. <laughs> I was like, oh, what, what, what? Okay, and, and I know the idea is improv weird. We don't plan, we just dive in. But really, like, no plan at all. Like, you don't even have a vague sort of a theme. You're like, nope, nope, nope. We have to just go with our gut and instinct and moment and we're responding to each other and that's when the really good stuff happens. And one of the people said, it's like a conversation. You don't plan a conversation. You just start it and then you 
you're responding to each other and it keeps going and going and building and building. Um, and that's the beauty of it. And I was like, okay, all right. Okay. Thanks guys. <laughs> I think I get it now. And then since then I keep thinking about this, like, like there's so many different ways we can use improvisation in our lives in order to not be so stiff, uh, not over plan, be in the moment. So I think that the concepts we're talking about here with you know, going with the flow and being spontaneous um, is also really well illustrated and articulated in the Tao Te Ching written by Lao Tzu. So um, if you don't know about that text, it's a very old Chinese text about Taoism and Taoism is the Tao is the way and the way uh, is just the natural order of things and the idea is that you want to go with the way the river is flowing not fighting against it and so um, it's, a, it's a short book the Tao Te Ching I reread it every at least once a year um, it's one of my favorites but um, one quote, uh, just to illustrate it, I pulled out for you. Uh, they said, the Tao is unlimited. What is expected is tedious and petty. <laughs> and what is that saying? It's saying, like, if you're really going with nature, then there's unlimited possibilities. And you, you can move with creation. But if you get an expectation you know, and you, you say, oh, it's got to be this way, well, that's tedious and petty. That's, it's not going with the grander scheme of things. You're not keeping the big picture in mind. You are limiting yourself when ultimately there's this unlimited possibility to everything that we do if we allow for spontaneity and we allow for movement. So other examples of ways you could use improvisation. You could improv paintings. There's a new art movement called intuitive painting, which I've talked about a lot on this podcast. And you might be interested to listen to the episode 55 uh, with the artist Flora Boldy because she's a very famous intuitive painter. And for intuitive painting, you just dive in and you just do it and you don't plan and then you see what emerges, see what emerges and um, you're responding to the paint and you're responding to your own emotions as you do the process. Of course, with sculpture, with yoga, I've done this. I'm just responding to my body uh, as I move. And then with music, I mean, gosh, of course, you know, there's lots of improvisational music out there. Um, I was once in a a jug band. <laughs> so when I lived in Bloomington, Indiana, I was in a jug band called the Lost Two String Band. And this was the most improvisational music group I've ever played with. I, I played the fiddle, I played the violin. And, um, and there's a lot of room in that style for improvisational run rundowns and whatnot. And it was so amazing to be a part of it. Um, I remember like really 
in, in some ways it, it really required me to listen more than anything else because I would be listening to my band member, Joe Langfitt, who is an amazing musician. Um, and, and then I'd be responding to what he's doing and the other band members are doing. So I'm, we're with the rhythm and we're staying together in the process. But then there's suddenly somebody can go on a rift and, and have, have their little moment and then they, they sort of pull back from it. And then, but, but at this, but there's just a unity to the group as you're doing it. Um, and yeah, I just, I feel that when I was in that most improvisational music group that I've ever been in, it was really all about listening and responding, um, to what's happening within the structure of the music itself. Right. Um, it, it, it's, it, it, I, this, this whole theme has got me thinking too about how, you know, if it's improv, if it's comedy improv, if it's jazz improv, if it's painting improv, you, yes, you're like letting go of the structure, but then you also have just the art platform itself where you're, you, you know, if you're a musician, you have a musical instrument in your hand and it's within that instrument that you are able to respond and make something happen. Um, and, and yet, if we allow for the freedom of improvisation, unexpected things can happen. There can be this spontaneity, this, this bursting forth of creative energy that's so much more exciting than something that's been totally planned out note for note or line by line or, or whatever. I went to see a, a theater show this afternoon um, with the Indiana Repertory Theater. The play was Oedipus <laughs> by Sophocles. A very, very serious play. And of course, one of this is one of those plays where everyone had the lines memorized, just boom, boom, boom. And they were just, they nailed every line. And yet it's so planned and so perfect that, um, that there is a part of me that wanted, wanted them to have a spontaneous moment where they're really allowing it to grow beyond just the script. And maybe, you know, that type of theater, you just can't do that. That's why if I want that, I need to go to the comedy improv, right? But I just think that there's a real powerful force that can happen when you allow for improvisation. One of my favorite artists of all time was the dancer Isadora Duncan, and she worked improvisationally. So Isadora Duncan, if you haven't heard of her, she lived from 1877 to 1927. She started off life dancing. At age six, she started teaching dance classes to the kids in her neighborhood uh, where she grew up in California. And then as a young adult, she moved to New York City and became a professional ballet dancer. But then she just decided at some point that she hated the point shoes and the corset that she was required to wear as a ballet dancer. So what did she do? She took off the point shoes and she said to the world, I want my body to move like the ocean, 
like the fluidity of the ocean. And she started doing dances that were totally improvisational, not planned. She's just responding to the music. Um, no pre-written out steps, no choreography. And she ended up traveling all around Europe and starting a bunch of dance schools for children. And um, her life ended in tragedy. Her two children died in a car accident and then she died in a car accident. Um, but she was a really innovative person, not just with her, her art form, dance, but even just with the way she sculpted her life. Here's a couple of my favorite quotes from her. Um, she said, most human beings today waste some 25 to 30 years of their lives before they break through the conventional lies which surround them. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so what is she saying here? She's saying that, that she felt that, that people get caught in convention and they get, they, they are so afraid to break through and to change anything that they've wasted half their life. So if she had never taken off the ballet shoes, she just kept them on for years and years and years, then to her that would have been, you know, living within a convention and a, a stifling format that was not conducive to an authentic expression for her. Um, and, and also she's talking about her her views on relationships and whatnot because she was very against marriage and um, she did not want to be um, tied down and be dominated by anybody. Um, another thing she said, this, this is uh, just such a good quote from her. She said, you were once wild here. Don't let them tame you. Yes, yes, like... I mean, I imagine her dancing and, and she wanted it to be wild. She wanted it to be like the ocean. She wanted it to be like nature. She wanted it to be coming from her own nature and not this tame, refined formula. You were once wild here. Don't let them tame you. So anyway, let, let's go back to artwork Matisse. So Matisse, Henri Matisse, we started with his quote, and he was a painter, right? And he became famous as a painter, as a French painter. And then he, um, he was getting older, and he had a, some sort of surgery for cancer. And then because of that, he had to be in a wheelchair. And he thought, I'm going to die soon, okay? So he ended up, you know, doing a number of different things. Like he wrote to his um, ex-wife to, to make amends and, and make peace with her. He set everything to rest and he put down his paint brushes. And he said, I can't paint anymore because I can't stand up at the easel. Now, why he thought he had to stand at the easel, I don't know because I love sitting at a table and painting flat. 
but he thought, oh, I have to stand. You know, again, this, this goes back to that formula. It's like when you're stuck in the formula, you can't just be responding to and, and just doing things in a different new way. So, but this really great thing happened. He put down the paintbrushes and he said, I'm going to start doing cut paper collages. So he ended up creating these very large cut paper pieces, totally new art form from what he had been doing before. And, um, and he wrote a book that's, that he illustrated that's called Jazz. It's about improvisation. Um, but I, I feel like the beautiful thing about this story, how he, he turned to the cut paper pieces, is that he allowed himself to grow in a new direction, partially because he thought he was about to die. So he's like, okay, I'm just letting go of, of, of all those old plans and just living in the moment and just enjoying myself here, right here, right now. And then it just took him in this whole new direction. And he said, only what I created after my illness constitutes my real self, free and liberated. So... What's he saying there? He's saying what he did before that, all the paintings he did before that were not free. They weren't liberated. They were formulaic. But once he let go and he allowed himself to grow in the new direction, things became more fun and free. Another quote by Matisse that I love, he said, exactitude is not truth. Exactitude is is not truth. I think he's saying that just because you get something perfectly refined, that doesn't mean that it's authentic. So um, I, I feel like this exactitude is not truth is saying life is messy. Life is the truth. <laughs> and if you're creating artwork, that is true, it's going to be messy. It's not going to be in this exactitude, state of perfection. And then repeating again what he said uh, that was our quote of the day, you must forget all your theories, all your ideas on the subject. Your own part will be expressed in the emotion awakened in you. Forget your theories. You just dive in. You know, you just dive into the deep of the end of the pool and you start swimming. And there's this certain point where you're not thinking, I'm going to raise my arm up. I'm doing the breath stroke. No, you're just, you are swimming. You are responding to the water and you let go of all the thoughts and the theories. Um, there's just this beautiful moment, I think, when you when you get good enough at an art form where you can lose yourself in it and then you can do the improvisation um, and you can really be responding to the medium itself. Um, I'll sometimes be painting and like I, I, like five minutes could have passed or an hour could have passed and I cannot tell you which I lose my sense of time because I'm so engrossed in it. I'm just swimming and in it all the way. 
Sylvia Plath. So Sylvia Plath is a writer, and she said on improvisation, she said, by the way, <laughs> everything in life is writable about if you have the outgoing guts to do it and the imagination to improvise. The worst enemy to creativity is self-doubt. Everything in life is writable. So you, she's saying you can write about anything as long as you have the guts to do it. Um, and you've got to use your imagination to improvise. You've got to let it be fluid. And you've got to let go of that self-doubt because you can't get in that groove that, that, that Zen I was just talking about where I'm just, I'm in the groove and I don't know what time it is. And you can't do that if you have self-doubt. You can't, you can't find your voice if you have self-doubt. You, you can't speak from self-doubt. You speak from your guts. Um, and I, I also want to make the point, so here I am, I'm at episode 97 of the podcast. Um, and the podcast has changed so much over time. I'm not even sure how long I've been doing it. If it's been seven or eight years, something like that. I need to look at that. But I mean, it's been so long. And when I first started, I, it was just, I was recording stories that I had written for this one book that was folklore, um, all about artists. And then I said, oh, I'm going to incorporate artist interviews. So I started incorporating artist interviews. And then after a while, I felt like, I'm just saying the same thing and I want to be really expanding to show how the lessons that I find that I learn from my own creative process, I apply to all these other areas of my life, like relationships or um, different art forms or heck, even cooking, you know, it's like I can, I can take all of these lessons and pull them into anything I'm doing as long as it's a process, as long as it's a, as I'm making and I'm transforming something. And I'm so glad that I allowed the podcast to change um, because I think if I hadn't, I would have stopped it. And um, you know, if I'd stopped doing, it was folk tales, then I would have stopped at like episode 12, was it, or something? And, but I, since I've allowed it to grow and change, I've learned more things from it. And it's become its own little art form and its own little means of expressing. I can express myself on this podcast in a way I can't express from other mediums, right? So, um, Again, I think it's just, I think things get really juicy and things get really good if we allow for change. Okay, so I'm going to share with you my MIT, my main message for this particular episode. While it is good to articulate what you think you want out of something, <laughs> whether it's an art project, relationship, career, anything. It will be more fun and authentic if you allow things to unfold naturally. Put another way, you know, we can plan. We can plan and plan and plan. 
and it's good. I do think it's good to plan. It's good to look at our ideals and say, oh, what do I want from this? What do I want it to look like? What do I want it to be? And yet we also have to allow things, let go, allow things to grow in the direction that is the most natural, that is the most authentic. All right, so this concludes the Studio Alchemy podcast. May these thoughts and stories comfort and heal your spirit. May you be filled with inspiration. May you be like the lotus flower and build your home in the muddy water. May you find your voice.